You're listening to Vox Talk, the voiceover industry's number one podcast, brought to you by Voices.com. It's about voice acting, growing your business, and sharing your knowledge. Vox Talk is a show that you can be a part of. Getting involved is both fun and rewarding. It's time for this week's episode of Vox Talk with your host, Stephanie Cicerelli. Hi there, welcome to the show. This week we'll be talking about Clear Channel's recent rebranding, Pixar's The Good Dinosaur, and Daryl Hammond's return to Saturday Night Live in the announcer's seat. In the biz, Carmi Levy joins me to further discuss Apple's new opportunity for app preview videos, and in Tech Talk, we're talking Minecraft. In the Vox Box, it's your turn. I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. The Loop, informing you of news and current voiceover events. Have you heard about Clear Channel rebranding itself as iHeartMedia Inc.? As the biggest operator of AM and FM radio stations in the U.S., Clear Channel's decision to rebrand itself sends a significant message to the industry that the age of conventional radio is drawing to a close. Its new name, iHeartMedia Inc., recognizes the tremendous influence of internet culture on traditional radio listening habits and the urgent need for companies like Clear Channel to radically reorient themselves if they hope to survive. Can you rebuild a movie in mid-flight? Pixar Animation Studios, which is in the process of doing just that with The Good Dinosaur, is about to find out. Voice work for the computer animated movie, which is slated for release November 25, 2015, had already been completed when John Lithgow, who stars as the voice of Papa, father of the lead character Arlo, all but confirmed last month that the movie had undergone a radical rethinking and all the voice work that had been completed to date would need to be re-recorded. As you can see, if it can happen to Pixar, it can happen to anybody. Last but not least, Saturday Night Live has a new voice. A month after the death of longtime announcer Don Pardo, SNL has confirmed that Daryl Hammond will return to the show's New York set starting this season. USA Today and the New York Times are reporting that Hammond will return to the mic in time for the iconic show's 40th season premiere on September 27th. To hear more about these stories, go to the Vox Talk Facebook page. The Biz, helping you grow your voiceover business. This week in The Biz, I am joined again by Carmi Levy. In fact, Carmi will be joining me every week. I am so happy to say it. Just love our conversations. Thank you so much, Carmi. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be joining the Vox Talk family. This is just the coolest highlight of my week. Mm-hmm. And just a little precursor into our next segment, Carmi and I will also be doing the Tech Talk segment together. So we'll lead in with our biz topic now. And as many of you may know, and certainly we do here at Voices, Apple's App Store now allows people to have a, an app preview video that goes before uh, downloading an app. So, um, for instance, if you're in the App Store and you are using, I guess it's the newest version of the Apple Operating system. Yeah, if you if your device, if your mobile device has been updated to iOS eight, so your iPhone or your iPad are running iOS eight, or your your Mac is running the latest version of Mac OS X, which is known as Yosemite, when you go into the App Store, you'll be able to see videos on the app previews. If you're using an older version of the software, you still see the same old kind of pictures and graphics. Mm -hmm. And the videos are really really interesting because they give us an opportunity as people in business to kind of give another layer of promotion for what we're doing, but also to teach people about how to use the app and, and why they might actually want to. So have you noticed anything about the apps that you're seeing that have these preview videos? 
it's far more dynamic. You know, let, let's face it, the App Store is, it, it's a bit of a mess. There are 1.3 million apps in there, and it's kind of hard for an app to get noticed. And the app really has become the website of today. Increasingly, if you think about how we interact with companies, we don't, don't often go to their websites anymore. We go to their apps. We, we pick up our mobile device and we use the app first. And so think of it, if you're a company and you want to connect with your audience, you want to connect with the people that you're doing business with, you've got to put as much effort or more into marketing that app and making sure people find you. So making sure that that preview page is everything that it can be in the app store is critical and the video gives you another another tool another weapon if you will to get noticed to break out from everyone else and so up until now you know how it is you open up the app store you're looking for an app you're scrolling through a bunch of them and most of them have this screen that tell you all about the features and why it, what's been updated what's new but it, it's a whole different dimension it's a whole different experience when you get to when you see that little triangle and oh it's a video mm -hmm. you click on it and suddenly it's you're walking through the actual dynamic app screenshot after screenshot you're flowing through it gives you a much better picture of whether this is something that you want to download or not um, and you can make that go or no go decision very quickly much more than if you're just seeing static screenshots and so I think this is a game changer the first time I saw it in the app store as soon as I downloaded iOS 8 I was going for it and I thought this is going to really change things because people who really want to market their apps suddenly have an incredible new tool to do that just that. One of the components in the videos, because clearly they are videos, mm -hmm. some of them are captured in screen and so on, um, is narration. And of course, this is very important for us to talk about. And narration in the video serves mainly, I would say, to teach people about it. Um, have you been seeing anything where voiceover has been used in an effective way? Very much so. Apple had a short list of reference apps, including one called UpTo, that sort of showed how you can use vi video and how you can use specifically voiceover to really illustrate the power or the capabilities of your app. Um, and Apple has, in fact, provided guidance to anyone who's creating these videos for their apps. They recommend that you don't just get anyone to sit in front of a mic and mm -hmm. talk, that you want to use professional voiceover talent simply because this is your one opportunity to really connect with someone, to, to you, know, you only get one chance to make that first impression. So why would you want to use a substandard voice? You, just like any other channel, you want to use someone who has that legitimate credibility and is a professional voice who can adapt. This is, I see it as nothing less than an entirely new channel of communication, just as important as any other pillar of your marketing strategy. So of course, you want to put your best foot forward because if you're not, Think of it from the user's perspective. They're standing there waiting for the bus or they're about to go into a meeting and they're on their iPhone and they're flipping through all the different ads in the app store and you've got ooh, probably about 10 seconds to make that right impression on them before they flip off to something else. Use the right voice. It pulls them in. You've got them. They're downloading you. Mm -hmm. And those voices, I believe, if I, I know I read through some of the specs that Apple had on their website, but I believe that what they're looking for is something that's more educational, not promo-y, mm -hmm. not salesy, none of this, download the app today, you know, that sort of thing. Um, what maybe they're looking for is just that guide, that, that teacher, that person who can kind of say, well, this is actually more of a usability sort of video. It just shows you what the app can do, the different functionalities, and also, you know, highlighting, obviously, 
reasons for why someone might want to download it. Exactly. We, we, we want to think of these as kind of like commercials because the way Apple has structured the videos, they're between 15 and 30 seconds long. So you don't have a lot of time and you certainly don't want to use it shouting your message. You want to educate. You want to inform. You want to guide. You want to essentially, you know, it, everything is a sell job, of course, but it's a very soft sell. What does this do? How will it benefit you? And the right voice can really deliver that message um, and can really show people that, you know, this is an app that, you know, isn't just something you want to download. It jumps off the page and is something that you need to have on your device right now. The right voice can make the difference between being perceived as a hard sell job mm-hmm. and, 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 and it, or softly pulling you in saying, this is something I've got to be using right now. Mm-hmm. That voice should not only persuade you to download the app, but make you feel comfortable enough that you want to download the app, that mm-hmm. it kind of um, answers all the questions in advance. It's almost doing some of that objection handling, if yeah. you will. So I think that's important. And, um, so, and set the right expectations because nothing is worse than downloading an app and then you open it up and then you realize that w- the way it works is completely different from what you expected from the preview. So the right video can set those expectations so that when you actually do download and fire up the app, there's a there's an alignment, there's a match. So, oh, this is exactly how they described it. This is exactly the kind of app that I want. Not only am I going to keep using it, I'm going to put it on my front page of my mm-hmm. device. So I'm going to use it often and it's not going to fall into that you know kind of nether zone that shadowy corner of your iphone or your ipad where no one uses those apps again before they get deleted (laughs) a year from now oh goodness yes and i have a number of those (laughs) i must say i'm guilty as charged where you have some apps or maybe you download them and you honestly don't use them anymore you've Mm -hmm. forgotten about them but obviously the apps in the app store that have these videos do stand a greater chance of being downloaded and not being one of those kind of apps that's forgotten about like are how many apps are there in the app store right now 1.3 million and 60,000 new ones are being added every month whoa yeah crazy crazy numbers and so to stand out in that and to sort of have that stickiness so that the app sticks around and is used regularly and then becomes your channel to your audience to your base of business to your customers and to your stakeholders that's huge. And it, and it all comes down to doing that video right. 30 seconds, and it's 30 seconds of truth. Mm-hmm, it certainly is. One other way that I think I've seen audio used is uh, they actually have audio that was from the app itself. Mm-hmm. So there are opportunities for developers out there who are like, oh, no, I've got to go script all this stuff. Well, well, maybe you can draw from some of your pre-existing material. I know that there's one that's... Um, Toka Boca, if I'm not mistaken. And it's so cute. It has like this little sound logo at the front, like Toka Boca, whatever it is that probably is the same voice that happens when you open the app. Mm-hmm. I know that other companies have done similar things. Um, just trying to think, Donut Games comes to mind as a company that has done that. They have their Donut Games, you know, kind of a whispering voice. We've actually written about that before on the blog. Um, but you can be creative with this. It doesn't have to be a straight voiceover narration and a whole tutorial guide. It could be drawing on the voices, the characters, and that can help to bring people in as well. Very much so. You you can balance between visuals and audio, and depending on the audio that you've already built into your app, built into your production, you might be able to repurpose that in a very creative way. I mean, Apple isn't saying you must do this or it's not going to get approved. They're simply recommending best practices, but we're already seeing, like, for example, in the exact for Toka Boca, that's the, the sound signature of the app, and so it makes sense to pull that forward and to create, it's almost like an audio branding for mm-hmm. the app and it makes you want to explore it even if you didn't think that you were interested in it in the first place it pulls you in and makes you want to download it anyway 
Mm-hmm. Oh, and those videos are very good. Some of them too. It's just, you know, it's almost more fun watching the videos just to see how they're using sound in some cases. Very much and, so. And um, of course, we just went through our own process of making our own. Of course, it's being submitted. We're still kind of in that process with Apple, but it was a journey of just kind of thinking, well, what would we include in this app preview video, this very new format, a new way of, of getting our message out there? What would be important to users? What would be important to people who might want to download it. And of course, we did include narration. Uh, we will announce that at a later date when the video comes out and you can all be like, oh, who is that? And, and certainly we'll, we'll be happy to tell you. Um, but what I think is, is really interesting is the thought that needs to go behind actually shaping these videos. You can't just assume that each one needs narration mm-hmm. or that it shouldn't have it. Or, or maybe it's a little bit of, you know, a blend of both. Some sounds from the game to complement the voice who is then guiding you through. You see this in all kinds of different apps, even now, where maybe there's a tutorial that leads you in to teach you how to use the, the game. Like, I know there are a number of these games that my kids have. And one of them, I, I can't remember if it was like a princess type one or something like this where they're saying, and this is how you play the game. Yeah, it was something to do with Tinkerbell. Mm-hmm. That's all I remember. But but at any rate, there was a tutorial before the whole app started to load in, and it said, do this, you know, press this to go here, make her fly this way, whatever it was. So there was voice already included in the app, and of course, a lot of apps have them um, in there already, especially apps that are actually books being read to children mm-hmm. aloud. And some of these games are, are books. Well, they're books, but they're games, and they're interactive. And um, one that I'm thinking of right now is Llama Llama Red Pajama. Uh, this is based on a book by Anna Dude. And it was narrated by Rosemary Watson, who happens to be on Voices.com. At any rate, I happened to discover this after the fact, but was just so thrilled. Whenever I see an app or I listen to something and I know that one of our own voiceover talent who who is on the website has done this sort of work, it just puts a smile on my face. And in fact, there are 419 Facebook likes on this review. So I think other people enjoyed it as well. But really the point is that there is so much work in the mobile space for people doing voice for people uh, doing any kind of acting really um, there's a lot that they could do certainly in this realm for app preview videos very much so we're almost seeing the birth of a new art form and I can't wait over the next few weeks and months to see what people come up with how they take advantage of this new venue for communicating for reaching out it's going to be really exciting I think if you want to spend some exciting time just go into the app store and start cruising the apps and see what people are coming up with and let that drive your idea generation process as well it's going to be really cool tech talk walking you through the technological landscape So earlier this week, it was announced that Microsoft has gone in and has shaken things up again, and they have spent $2.5 billion purchasing Mojang AB. Now, this is a company based out of Sweden, and you would know them because they are the creators of Minecraft. So, Carmi, tell me a little bit more about this. I know you were really, really into the story right when it broke. So what are your thoughts? Well, I think this is probably one of the biggest pieces of news in gaming in a while. And quite frankly, it's big because it's all about mobile and it's all about multimedia and audio. You know, this is a game where you create three-dimensional objects and you delete three-dimensional objects. And that's pretty much it. But it's become this viral hit. A hundred million people play it regularly. My kids play it on pretty much every device, every computer in the house. They share their creations online. It's unbelievably viral. Um, And there's 
whole community that's been built around it. Microsoft wants a part of that. What I find really cool is you can create stuff on your computer and then go to your iPad or your smartphone and keep working on them. So it's, it's about that mobile experience. Um, but if you look at the way Minecraft is built, there isn't a whole lot of sound in it at mm. this point. It's just sort of very basic sounds. And I think one of the reasons why Microsoft wanted to buy them was maybe take this very simple experience and start expanding on it, create more capability. You know, imagine if, if, if this environment actually had moving people in it that with, with voices and characters and more creations, rich creations where you could build an entire society. The mind almost boggles where this can go. The fact that Microsoft spent two and a half billion American dollars on it mm -hmm. suggests very clearly that they're not just going to buy it and put it in a corner. They want to start putting money into this thing. And that for me, money is production. You're right. There's room for voices. Totally see it. Uh, from what I understand, the characters maybe grown a little bit like, mm -hmm, or maybe I know maybe not even that mm -hmm. there might not be any vocalization whatsoever, but there certainly could be. And people are developing their own worlds within Minecraft. I know my kids are playing it too. So, mm -hmm. and what was it? A hundred million people are playing yeah. Minecraft. And they're and exactly a hundred million people that are, they're creating all these different worlds. And then once that world is created, what do you do with it? And mm -hmm. so you want to interact with it. You want to share it with your friends. You want to explore it. You want to work on it. So there's so many opportunities to create more forms of interaction within these new three-dimensional spaces. And that includes, you know, just imagine the kinds of sounds that could be leveraged here. So it could be full-on voice, or it could be voice effects, or it could be something else. But, you know, the, the, the key is, is how is Microsoft going to architect this to grow the palette of options available to gamers? And certainly if you're in the, in the industry, you're looking at this going, hmm, I think my market just got a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. And to kind of build on that, I think in general terms, people in the video gaming space, whether it be mobile or, or console based, anything like that, especially the people in the mobile field, they are recognizing that audio does play a role and it should play a role that is bigger than 5% of their budget. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Very much so. Mm -hmm. And not, a, not an afterthought. It should be mm -hmm. something that's built right into the project right from the, from the start. And the reason being is, is that, you know, uh, you know as, if you look at your average smartphone, the smartphone used to be a fairly small device. You used it for messaging, surfing the web maybe. Mm -hmm. Now the screens are getting bigger. We're using them for multimedia, we're watching videos, we're playing games. It's a much more immersive experience. And so we expect more from our mobile devices. And when we play games, it isn't just about playing for five minutes while we're waiting for our meeting to start. In many cases, the games are longer, they're more involved, they're more immersive. So they require more sound, better video, more immersive multimedia capability. And from where I sit, that means lots more voice. It certainly does. Well, thank you, Carmi. I'm sure we'll touch on some more topics like this next week. And, and if anyone would like us to talk about anything in particular, you know where to find us. Go online, go to Facebook, hit us up on the Vox Talk Facebook page. Voxbox, sharing your audio feedback. Have you been feeling under the weather? Maybe you've got a little cold. If so, you're not alone. From the Intero virus this fall to seasonal allergies, this time of year in particular does create opportunities to become sick. Be sure to let us know by sending us an MP3 sharing your strategies and even home remedies for staying healthy. You can email your MP3 to stephanie at voices.com and we'll air your audio feedback on the show next week. Thank you for joining us. Continue the conversation on Facebook with your friends. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. We'll see you next week. <laughs>